Good morning, congregation of First Baptist Church of China Grove. We're winding down July here, believe it or not, headed into August. And our message today is from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. And we'll begin there. I'll give you a moment to turn to that uh, chapter and verse. And we're talking about the word accountable or accountability. And I want to ask you, what does this one word bring to your mind this morning when I talk about being accountable or accountability? Let's look in Hebrews 13, verse 17. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves. This is talking about the church. It's talking about pastors. For they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. It tells us something that, that is most troubling to most pastors, is that we must give account for others, those within our ministry. And I will be honest with you, as most pastors would, I have failed with a few people in my ministry. In other words, I've made logistical mistakes with people, uh, misunderstanding their personality, their motivation, whatever. I have made mistakes with people. I'll have to answer for that. Uh, and I pray for a few people that maybe because of my lack of maturity, wisdom, handling, I may have mishandled the situation. Uh, I'll have to give account for that. But those have been few. For the most part, I've handled people very much the right way, uh, 98% of the time, 99, whatever, and have had good results with that. But I have to give account for those people under my ministry. A very harrowing thing, but, you know, you must give account for yourself. And, you know, every time I appear and I read this verse, it's a sober reminder to me that someday... Everything we do and say will be taken into account. Uh, the scriptures proclaim these words, that I must give account for you. Now the other half is just as perilous. If I speak the truth of the word of God, and you don't do it, when the time for accounting comes before the great judge, not my problem. You get it? You know, not my problem. If you heard the truth, and I preached the truth, and you didn't respond, then it's no longer my problem, but your problem. And it says, pray that you may do it joyfully here. And I'd love to do everybody under my ministry joyfully, although I know that I could not say that. And the similar warning is in Hebrews 2, 3. How, shall, how will we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard him, to us that heard him. How should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And here it says, the first law was given by angels, and if those people who disregarded it suffered a terrible fate, how much more the words spoken to us by the Son of God directly. How much accountability do we have with that? We have a responsibility, folks, 
to this Bible. We have, unfortunately, liberal theologians who judge this book. But let me tell you, in the end, we will be judged by this book and the words in it. Do you realize that? This will be our judge. You say, well, God is. But yes, this is His words. These are the things that God told us to do. These are His words, and we will be judged by what He gave us to do. So weigh my words this morning and know what you must do. Now, I didn't come here today to scare you, but to help you, having said that. When it comes to this thing of accountability... And I started off by talking how accountable we are to God's Word. But what is the real basis of our service and accountability? And I, be, I believe it's one word. In 1 Corinthians 4.2, it says this. Moreover, or more than, and I always say more than anything else, it's required in stewards or a servant that a man be found faithful. That a man be found faithful. Matthew 25 has a picture of the judgment seat where God says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. The most desirable attribute of servanthood is faithfulness. And this is the God, when we talk about accountability, how faithful are we? The most desirable attribute is not talent, looks, intelligence, worldly approval, or faith, but faithfulness. Uh, one only has to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and find out what is that great attribute. He says over there, Paul is speaking, he says, God didn't choose you because you were smart. God didn't choose you because you were pretty or intelligent or talented. He chose you because you're willing. God uses the base things of the world, the willing people. Have we been faithful to our Lord in service, life, and in all the ways, stewardship, use of resources, money, talents, time, abilities, gifts? Let me tell you something. Faithful is there most of the time. Faithful is there when others aren't. Faithful is there when things go wrong. Faithful is there when things go right. Faithful is always there. Faithful is always able to help when others can't. And so I believe that's a great, great thing. We talk about accountability of our stewardship, and that's really what we're talking about here. We talk about accountable, we're talking about stewardship, almost the flip side of the coin. Accountability is stewardship. What do we do with our stewardship? What is our stewardship? Our stewardship is the subtotal of all that we are, have, abilities, and ability. that can be time, that can be resources, that can be money, that can be whatever. Anything we have, our stewardship. 2 Corinthians 5.10 We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 
Well, the bad things are going to be negative from our stewardship. You see, my concern here today is how many will be in this room, we might say, who will be here in 100 years? Well, no one. Well, you're going to be in eternity. That's where you're going to be. We'll all be in eternity. Where will you be in eternity? Two things concern me about this keep you up at night, and that is where will you be in eternity, and how will you do before Jesus and his judgment? I pray that everyone under my ministry has accepted and knows Jesus Christ as Savior, and if they haven't, they'll be saved today. Where will you be in eternity? And secondly, where will you be before his, in his judgment? Oh, Pastor, surely everyone here is saved. Really? I'm not. Not sure. In fact, I'm very unsure. Uh, a lot of people by their actions say, I'm not saved. A lot of people say by their stewardship, I'm not saved. A lot of people say by their service and accountability to and for the saints, I'm not saved. And it troubles me a lot. Remember, many will say, Lord, have we not done this or this thing or that thing? I never knew you. Matthew 7. Now, maybe you're sitting here and listening to me today, and you're saying, if that's true, I'm in trouble. Pastor, I'm truly in trouble. I've wasted my life and have not true service to speak of, and the service I have is selfish and self-serving and self-centered and hopeless and worthless and nothing more than straw to be burned up the judgment seat, like it talks about in 1 Corinthians 3. If you're in that boat, take heart. Remember the story about the vineyard and those that went in, Early, and those that went in late, and they all received the same pay, that's grace. And God says, I'm not going to hold you accountable for what you did do in the past. I'm going to hold you accountable for what you do from here on. So you got the chance. We're surrounded by the cloud of witnesses to get in the game and get something done. So the coach is putting you in today. Okay? So get in the game. Do it. Second Peter 3, 9. God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want you to miss the opportunity either. God is not willing for you to perish. If you're, out, if you're lost and you've heard the gospel, then God is very merciful to you because he has not come because you've not gotten saved yet. And Peter also says to us, or that means believers. First and foremost, God is merciful toward us and long-suffering, even as believers. Because of God's suffering, it's not too late for anybody to be saved. It's not too late for anybody to serve. Amen. First Timothy 1.16, Paul was speaking of himself and says, It was according to God's mercy. He obtained mercy that at first Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Paul, Paul got in late. He was murdering Christians. He was a murderer of Christians. And overnight became an evangelist. Hallelujah. I'll tell you a story here. I'm going to share you a little story here about a man. I'm going to call him Mr. Smith because if I call his last name, he might be recognized. And Mr. Smith came to me. And he was a man probably in his mid-60s, probably the age I am. And he was in that boat. He said, when I was young, God called me to preach, and I didn't go. 
He said, now I've got health issues. I'm a broken down old man. And he come up in tears and he says, Pastor, if God can use me to do anything, I'll do it. Can you help me? I said, I'd be glad to. Let's call his name Mr. Smith. So Mr. Smith started helping me visit. Then Mr. Smith started doing this thing, that thing. Finally, he saw our church had a large group of shut-ins. People in nursing homes, people in home. And he began a ministry, a tremendous ministry. He would take them videotapes, and back then we had people donate VHSs. That tells you something about the technology of the time. And we used those big tapes, you know. And he would take them tapes of the services. He would deliver to each and every shut-in a tape of the service. He would go by each and every week and pray with them. He would have Bible study and Sunday school with each one of them individually. He had... For one and a half years, a tremendous ministry. And during that year, because he took all the pressure, I didn't have to hardly, I would see a shut-in just once in a while. I focused on outreach. Our church grew. Our church almost doubled in size that year and a half. I had Mr. Smith working with me. He became the pastor to the seniors, to the shut-in. What a wonderful time it was for him. And he was loving it. Then he began to teach the senior class, Sunday school class. Everything was going great. And about a year into that, he came to me and he said, Pastor, I just came from the doctor. I have advanced lung cancer. I have less than six months to live. He served for the next three or four months as long as he could. And can keep going. He continued to serve. I can't help but think that Mr. Smith is going to have a lot of rewards in heaven. He started late, but he burned brightly. And I think about him when I think about it. When you say, is it too late? There was another man, Moses. He was 80 on the backside of that mountain. He knew the time had passed for him. And God showed up in a burning bush one day and said, Moses, I've chosen you to go down and free the children of Israel from their bondage. Their cry is great, and it has come up to me. And Moses said, Lord, surely, (laughs) and I'm paraphrasing, you don't want me. And God said, I want you, Moses. Moses, who made your tongue? Who made you? And Moses did it. At 80. So God, when it comes to this thing of service, I don't care where you are in your life, it's never too late. Mr. Smith, I'm trying not to call his real name, gave a year and a half, maybe it was a little longer, maybe it was almost two years, of his life, I think it was closer to a year and three quarters, in service to God in a great way. I mean, he, when he left, he left a hole. We never did quite fill that hole. Uh, It was was a hole. Uh, He did the greatest job of service with shut-ins in the history of church work that I know of. I mean, he was there. I would see his car at the 
shut his house. I would go to visit one of them and he'd be there. What a great feeling. I'd just drive on, you know, and with a smile on my face. So I, I remember that, and I look back, and when I think of this thing of, is it too late to serve, accountable, God's going to hold me accountable. God's going to say some good things about him. The time is now to be faithful and accountable to God. I want to read from Hebrews chapter 3 here, and it says, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit saith today, if you will hear his voice. And verse 15, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, this is the provocation. Listen to God today. Listen to his instructions for your life today. Romans 13, 11 tells us this. At the time, knowing the time is well at hand, it is time to wake up out of our sleep. For our salvation is closer than when we believed. Wake up now. Wake up. It's time for us as believers to wake up and understand that our salvation is nearer today than when we believe. Certainly it is. Can we turn it around? Thank God for grace. We can. No matter what you've done up to now, today you can turn your life around. How? Thanks to the grace of God, God's marvelous grace. What is God's grace? God's love with legs on it. God's love comes down from heaven. He loved the world. He sent Jesus into the world. He's full of grace and truth. Grace comes to us. Sufficient grace to serve, to work. Empowering grace. Amen. And if you give your heart to Christ in faith and do it now, He'll do it through you. Jesus, by the way, alone, He alone saves it's not Jesus plus anything or Jesus or, it's Jesus only. It's not a creed, it's not a cause, it's not a confession. It's not a church, it's Christ only. As I said at the beginning, I'll be held accountable for what I preach, and you'll be held accountable for what you do with it. And I end my sermon with this, need I say more? Trust Him as your Savior. Serve Him today. Let's pray. Lord, thank You for this time together. We ask Your blessing this day. In Jesus' name, amen.